All right, well, praise God. Thank you for joining uh, me today. I have a special message I believe the Lord would want you to have for your life today. So anyway, uh, we'll get started, but I'm going to uh, first pray that your ears be open to the Word of God and your heart be open to soak it in, that my mouth and my lips are anointed to bring forth the Word of God, something that the Lord would have you uh, have you know today. So anyway, I want to get started here, and I'm going to start this with a special a message, something I believe the Lord spoke to me, but there's a, a story on the front end of this that, you know, the story I've heard it many, many years because it's about uh, what happened when Sandy, my wife, w was born. And that's been a while ago. Uh, but at any rate, as the story goes, uh, Sandy's mother uh, was pregnant with Sandy, and it was her third child. And anyway, uh, she one day said, Buster, the baby's coming. So uh, Buster, her dad, uh, gets the car, they go down the road uh, towards a little town called Sturgis, and, and of course uh, they're up at Vail, so it's not that far, but anyway, they're going down the road, and, and Buster's driving mighty fast, I'm sure, because I know his personality, and anyway, all of a sudden, Mabel said, the baby's here. So the story goes, and, and it sounds funny, but it's, uh, the story goes, Buster slammed on the brakes of the car and jumped out of the car and ran down the road hollering for help. Well, that sounds like a funny story, and, it, and I've heard it a million times, well, lots of times over the years. And, of course, um, when, uh, when Mabel tells that story, Buster always says, well, that's not how it was. Uh, he said, so anyway, he said that didn't happen, and, of course, Mabel said, yes, it did. Well, anyway, Sandy was born right there on that roadside. Well, anyway, uh, you know, as I looked at that, thought of that story here several days ago, I began to think about the, the impact of that story, you know, and how that is for us Christians and us believers that are really fighting for something in our nation right now, primarily thinking about our nation, our lives, and where it's headed and where it's been and, and all the things that there. You know, the idea there is uh, Buster should have just stayed in the car and kept driving, but you see, that's where we are. That's what the Lord is telling us. We need to stay in the car and, and keep driving. If we're on the road right now and on track and we're, we have a prayer life or we're, we're planning on being involved in this, um, uh, our nation and all the things that are going on, uh, we should never let fear stop us and, and stop us from driving our car. So I will just kind of teach this prophecy, but I'm going to share this because I felt the Lord gave me these exact words. And then I'll go back and go over these uh, so you'll get an impact of them. So number one, uh, I, I, just, I just have to say that do you not know that God has a plan and he is saying, I have a plan to march out of this situation in our nation. God has a plan. Now, the enemy camp, and some of you, if you're in tune and you're listening to a broadcast here, you understand who the enemy is. The enemy is an enemy to your soul, but it also is an enemy that's working through our political structure right now to, to bring a lot of fear and those kind of things that would make you uh, wonder what to do with your life. You know, And we have that opportunity to get into total fear, but let me give you a clue. The devil is more afraid of you than you are of him. He's a, the enemy camp is afraid in total fear that you're coming. A lot of the uprising in our land today of all these people that seem so weird, uh, there's a great fear driving them that we're going to figure out who we are. They're afraid of Christians. So you need to stop being afraid of them because God's put a, a 
something in you girded you up with some strength, then you need to understand that God wants you to move ahead. And once you do, you'll step into his plan and keep staying in there. So here's the other word from the Lord. Gird up your loins, get ready to run, but quiet down your souls and hear me, says the Lord. And I'll expand that in a minute. God says, I believe he said this to my heart. He said, I'm jealous over America and jealous over my true church. So stand up, step up, stretch, seize the challenge. I am the one who told Moses to strike the Red Sea with his rod. He did the striking first. And then, then he said, I caused the safety of my people and the destruction of the enemy once Moses raised his rod and struck that Red Sea. You see, we have the Word of God working in us, and that's often referred to as the rod of God. The rod of God is the Word of God. It's where the power is. And when it comes out of your mouth, there's things happen. The Word of God is what you speak, and that's where this rod is. It's a symbol, symbol of the same thing Moses used. We have much, much power <coughs> with the Word working through us. So he, another thing I felt he said was move out in faith. Speak to those mountains of evil and watch them crumble and fall. You know, uh, here's, here's what I want to go back and say about these things. There's some powerful things here if we, if we gather them up and realize what it means to. You maybe think that there's just things that are really bad. You know, I've, I grew up in rural America. I've heard all the stuff. And I've heard people say, well, it's really bad out there. It's really bad. But you know what? Uh, it's really good if we walk with the Lord, and we want you to get a different attitude. So he's saying, if, if God said he has a plan, then wouldn't you want to know that plan? And see, there's not only a plan that he has, but it's a plan that we can seek him and walk in it. And each person, if we're, if we're walking with the Lord and we're a believer, we should be saying the Lord, instead of wringing our hands and being in fear, we should say, God... What, what's your plan for me? How can, I use, how can you use me in this situation and help our nation walk out of this thing with a lot of strength? Because, you know, once you get the idea that God does have a plan and the devil's afraid you're going gonna, to gonna hear that plan, that should inspire you to go ahead and say, look, I want to know what this plan is. And how do you find out from that? You say, Lord, Show me your plan. I'm going to ask you to do it in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to put it into my heart. In James, it says we ask for wisdom. Wisdom is something we ask for. God, give me wisdom on what you'd have me to do. Uh, you know, because you're a very important member of the body of Christ, whether you believe it or not. You're, you're very special. God, God has made you special through the blood of Jesus. And once you get a hold of that, you'll not be afraid of the devil anymore. So then it says here, he said, gird up your lunge and get ready to run. Well, you know what that is. You get an attitude. I don't know if you ever set goals. I don't know if you ever really uh, stopped and think maybe there's some things you can do uh, that you've never thought of doing before. But, you know, I, I keep thinking about this thing when uh, the angel talked to Mary about the coming of the Lord and and uh, tell her that she was about to give birth to a Savior. 
And then a little later it says, and all things are possible to him that believed or her that believes. All things are possible to those that believe. If you can believe, everything's possible to you. Everything's possible. With God, all things are possible. So why don't you think about the possibilities in your life? Because, you know, if you're like me, there's probably things once you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you open to that. Ever since then, there's probably been things down in your heart that say, boy, I'd, I'd sure like to do that, but I don't think I could do that, or, you know, however that would be. And, and you kind of leave it at that way, like that must be for somebody else. Well, something that's dawned on me, brothers and sisters, recently, uh, I dawned on me that, Maybe I can be doing some things too, and I don't have to just look to other people, what they do and how they do it. I can look at how God formed me, what God's put in me, the revelation he's given me, and this word of God, and, and I can uh, step into that. So as, as we see that here, he says, gird up your loins and get ready to run. Hey, maybe if you're like me, I, I want to get my body back in shape. I, you know, maybe I'll jog a little bit. Uh, maybe I'll just do some exercises, whatever it is. But mentally, see, I want to get some Word of God going in me. And, and even as of today, I'm so inspired to get back into some of my fundamental daily stuff, which I've never vacated exactly, but at the same time, I'm focusing on some things. But the other thing it says here is to, is to quiet down your souls. And hear me, says the Lord. You know, so many things we think we're doing are spiritually effective, but you know, sometimes they're just not. Uh, you know, I'm, I think of First Kings over here in uh, in, in uh, First Kings in chapter 19, uh, verse 11 and 12. I'll just read these right now. And in verse 11, it says, "I'll just jump ahead here." Well, uh, maybe I should back up to 10. So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord of God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. And then God says, and then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord did not, was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, in verse 12, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. You see, there's so much noise out there. Sometimes you've got all this, all this noise going on. I mean, chatter, chatter, chatter. People speaking negatively. Lord, Lord, all kind of news and all kind of things. It isn't really news. It's fear, a lot of it. And then, uh, then we have uh, things like even uh, certain, certain things with the music. And all these things are all noises. But you know, what he's saying is here, his God's not a voice in those noises. He's not a voice in those wild things. He's saying you need to quiet down because after the fire, there was that still, small voice. And, you know, if you want to hear from the Lord, it's going to be that time when you've got to quiet your life down. You might do what Sandy and I do a lot. Even this morning, we begin to praise God, you know, just kind of get some maybe some special uh, praise and worship music on. I'm not talking about the pop on the radio, the popular Christian song. I'm talking about some good old praise and worship songs. You can find them. Uh, 
uh, various artists out there and various music that'll calm you down and quiet you down. And he says right here, quiet down your souls and hear what the Lord has to say. If you want direction from the Lord, you want strength and you want to change your life, you want to quiet down right now and let the Lord speak to you. You know, a lot of people say, well, you mean God speaks to you, Gary? Yeah, he sure does. But what do I have to do? I have to quiet down my soul. <clears throat> I have to I have to basically give him the privilege of speaking to me. You know, I don't expect my Lord to compete with all the noises out there. And once in a while you can hear him in a in a wild place, but normally it's when you're least suspecting, you quiet down, and anyway, uh, there there you go. So he says, I'm jealous over America and I'm jealous over my true church. I'm telling you, this is God's America. This is God's nation. And I don't want you to forget that. I want you to realize that, that there was a founding of this land that I'll not talk about that so much today, but there was a first landing in 1607. And God brought people in from the from Europe and, and set up a cross right there at the mouth of Chesapeake Bay and dedicated this land to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is God's America. Don't you forget it. It's not the devil's America. It's not this or that political party's America. It's God's. And I will tell you something. When you get that hankered in your heart and you say, well, I'm one of his. Well, if you're one of his and this nation's his. That means it's his, it's yours. It's mine and it's yours. And so now, you know, we have, a, we have a menu there of strength that we can move out and do some things that we feel God has called us to do. You know, uh, maybe, I don't know what that is for you, but if you'll seek the Lord, you'll find it out. But you need to get into some word. You need to get some practice going and finding things in the word. I mean, I don't know how you do things. Uh, I don't know how your day starts. Uh, you know, does it start with a lot of noise? Does it start with work? Does it start with, you know, I don't know. But I will tell you this, there was a time in my life not too many years ago when I began to dedicate the, the first hour of the day for, for myself and more than an hour. But I began to go to some Psalms and I just began to read them out loud to myself, began to gird myself up. And, and you know, in doing so, I began to prepare my soul. I began to prepare and I began to build some knowledge. I began to see some things, even this morning, going back over some things. I was reminded of some scriptures that I don't look at every day, but there was strength in those scriptures. And so uh, when God says, I'm jealous over America, that means he's proud of this nation. He's proud of America. He's proud of Israel. And, and he's proud of his people, too. I'm telling you, if you stand up, uh, it's always the way I've sensed it. When you put your fourth, your something, I'm telling you, if you can put 10% of yourself out there, God will cover the 90%. But we need to make the move. You know, you start saying, God, I really want to know more. I want to grow in your word. Um, and I want to start today. And you start reading these scriptures. The next thing you know, God's going to fill your soul with other scriptures. He's going to fill your soul with revelation knowledge. And from what's that all about? Well, it's about strength. It's about solidness. It's about building your faith on a solid foundation. Uh, so now let's go a step further here. So we, we saw where he said to stand up. Well, let's do something. Uh, step up. That means you're going to increase your life a little bit. You're going ch to challenge yourself just a little bit. Um, and, and then stretch. 
Well, you know, uh, it says in Isaiah to stretch out your your the cords. You know that means that that means you just kind of stretch yourself. You make yourself do some things you didn't think possible. And guess what? With God, you'll grow. You'll do some things you never dreamed possible once you do that. And then seize the challenge. So what I'm doing is putting out a challenge here for you to do something different. You know, it's okay. You know, you can go to a church or some time or you can go to certain things and just sit there and do nothing but then there are time when you challenge yourself now here's the other thing that i heard him say he said i am the one who told moses to strike the red sea and if you're familiar with exodus you know what that is many many people are they've seen movies about it they've read about it maybe you're all into the book of exodus and all that stuff and you understand there was a time when they came up the uh, the uh, the uh, Egyptians were in mad pursuit with thousands of army ready to, to, to kill them or capture them and take them back or whatever. They're trying to escape. They come up to this Red Sea, and I mean, it's a boundary. You can't just, you know, these people just couldn't take three or four or ten million, however many there were, or just run across the water. Couldn't do it. So God told Moses to take that rod and strike that water. So Moses had to strike the water, but when he did, guess what happened? The, the sea divided, God divided that sea, and then he caused the safety of his people to go across. But he also caused the destruction of the enemy. Now, think about what just happened. I mean, what's happening here? That's when you take the Word of God and you get it in your mouth and you hear some scriptures. You know, a lot of people say, well, speaking to the mountain, a lot of confusion about the scripture. Whoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things he says will come to pass. He'll have up whatever he says. Well, then people read that and they say, well, God, why don't you speak to the mountain? Well, who had to strike the Red Sea? Moses did. Did God strike the Red Sea? No, Moses did. So who is he saying for you to, if you've got a mountain in your life, some instructions, maybe it's just doubt. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking, I'm just speaking away here today and I'm saying all this stuff and, and you're, you're thinking this, I mean, all of a sudden you get the doubt, well, Gary can say that, but I can't. Well, that's a mountain. You could too. You can say it too, but you have to understand saying it's you saying to that mountain, it's your words. It's quoting that scripture. That mountain in front of you might be doubt. It might be an illness, might be a, something going on in your family, might be uh, something holding up your money. I, or whatever it is, maybe stopping something in your family. If your family, uh, you're a dad or a mother or whatever, or, and there's things going on in your family, those are mountains. You speak to those things. Uh, so God is saying that. Move out in faith. Speak to those mountains of evil and watch them crumble and fall. That's a word from God. You get some muster up, some energy here, and some strength. You know, like they used to say when I was a kid, get your dander up a little bit. Well, you know what? When you get a hold of this, and then I have people say, well, you know, I, I've said something to those mountains, but God never did move them. Well, that's a bunk. That's a total, I mean, that's just a total denial of what the power of that scripture is. The, the, the authority that's in you as a believer the authority that's in you, when you speak that word, the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. 
You speak that word out there, that mountain has to go. It has to go. I don't have, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. If we say, well, it didn't move yet, well, you just got into doubt and disbelief, and it won't move for you either. If you say that mountain has to move in Jesus' name, then, then that's, that's what has to be. So, so you say, well, Gary, you're getting kind of hard about this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to impact you with some things that I believe could change your life in so many ways because, you know, God wants you to move out and be blessed. He wants you to be financially prosperous. He wants you to be healthy and walk in health. He wants you to be an effective member of the body of Christ. And so once we kind of step up a little bit here, step up our game plan, that's what this Word of God's all about. God wants you engaged. He wants you engaged. Why does he want you engaged? Well, for one thing, he needs you engaged. You're, you're a member of the body of Christ. You have a certain gift and calling or gifts and callings. And, and, and there's, there's just things would happen if you'd step into them and not stop, not let the devil talk you out of them. And I'll tell you what, we go out there in the marketplace and there's people out there want to intimidate you and they want to have all these things. I'll tell you, just remember this, they're afraid of you. They're afraid that the Spirit of God might rise up in you. They don't know this. They don't know who he is. But you see, the devil in them does. And so what you have in you, you've got something they don't have. You've got the blood of Jesus. You've got the Word of God working in you. You've got a strength that's, uh, that's, that's beyond comparison, it's above and beyond. You know, there's so many scriptures I, I would like to share right now, and I wanted to put out a message of encouragement for you right now. But, you know, uh, to move on right now, uh, we just need to do that. We need to pray and, and get some here from the Lord, and then we need to act on those things. You know, it's like there's much we can do, but it's like Sandy and I just this very morning. I mean, there's so much we're challenged with, we want to do. Well, you know what? Uh, just seemed so inspired. We got into prayer, and the next thing I know, I don't know how much time passed, and we just felt like we were moving mountains all over this nation. Not, not necessarily for ourselves. It wasn't selfish prayer, but it's like we, we began to step into this. And, and here's an example of something that we pray quite often when we're praying for our nation. It's over here in, 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 in uh, Psalm 5. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, and verse 9, and you think about the people that, that we're talking about here. And it says, For there's nothing trustworthy or steadfast or truthful in their talk. Their heart is destruction for a destructive chasm, a yawning gulf. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter and make smooth with their tongue. Verse 10 in Psalm 5, Hold them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own designs and counsels. Cast them out because of the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. And here's verse 11 of chapter 5. But let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy because you make a covering over them and defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you and be high in high spirits. For you, Lord, will bless the uncompromising righteous, him who's upright and right standing with you as with a shield. You will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. Now, praise God. Doesn't that make you feel better? I mean, you see what he thinks of the evil people out there. Well, he agrees with you. So what do we do? We pray this down, and we just mouth this right now. We pray this prayer, and we say these things. Now, this happened to be out of an Amplified Bible. 
<laughs> An old beat up one favorite mine at that. But you know what? Those kind of things put you in the realm of knowing God's will. It's not God's will to let those people run over us. It's not his will at all. It's his will that we rise up and find out who we are in him and that we get the strength of the Lord in us. Uh, be strong in the Lord and empower his might. Now, you know, uh, just since I'm, I'm there, I want to tell you uh, about a scripture that I like uh, that gives me uh, a lot of courage and I speak it out a lot. And you can go to Ephesians and I'm reading this again out of the Amplified Bible. You can read it out of whatever Bible you want. But in verse 10 of chapter 6 of Ephesians, he says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Glory to God. And then another, the super, super one over here with Philippians. Uh, this is, these are staple for me uh, and can be staple for you. And it says in verse 13 of Philippians 4, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Hey, you would read that out loud to yourself a few times a day. Tell me, are you going to feel different? I do. I feel different reading it to you. Why? Because I see that strength came from him. It's not my strength. It's his strength working through me. It's being infused into me because of the love of the Lord, because of the because of the uh, the word of God and just just shifting gears here and quieting down my life and letting my soul be encouraged by the name of the Lord. So, you know, I've covered a lot of ground here today. I just wanted to share some things uh, that are, it seems so prevalent right now and so necessary. I tell you, we can be a, we can, we, we're more than number overcomers through Christ Jesus. You know, we have to think about being overcomers. We have to think about that, being able to excel and so on. You know, and I hear a lot of people saying, we listen to certain prophets, uh, and I hear certain things about there, but you know, let's just summarize here a minute. Uh, so I said, you must pray and then act on those things that you think you hear when you start getting a touch of the plan. I don't know what that plan is for you. Uh, three, then you, you believe you receive it. That's important. But you know, I hear people talking about one day something can change. Well, in my lifetime, I'll tell you, there was a day my changed a lot. And that's the day that I found out Jesus died for me. And I didn't know it. I was 34 years old. I was lost as a goose. But I read a book and over a period of weeks or whatever it was and found out Jesus had died for me. I found out the Bible is true. And I remember that one day as clearly as I'm, I'm remembering this day. I got on my knees and said, Jesus, come into my life. I want to be free. I want to guarantee you something. That one day my life changed forever. That one day. And you know there's things happening for you and you make those kind of things and your life can change in one day bigger than you think. Things in this America can change in one day too. So you need to look up. You need to keep some excitement up. You need to get some hope up and you need to let the Lord work through your life and just remember this. No obstacles too big for God. Nothing's too big for God. 
And whatever's going on in your life, hey, he's got a salve for it. He's got a solution for it. Just ask him for it and then move out smartly. Start loving people. Tell them about Jesus. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. You know, it's so simple just to say, Jesus, come into my life. It says in, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we believe in our heart and say with our mouth that Jesus raised from the dead, shall be saved. So with the heart, believe unto righteousness with the mouth we speak salvation. So we're just thankful. I'm thankful for you this day. I want you to get this message in your heart. And and look, at the end of this, you'll see a, a, a contact for a ministry. I'd love to have you uh, call us, write us, uh, and tell us what else we can do for you. And just be blessed this day in Jesus' name. Amen.